0: Hey guys, welcome to a podcast. I am overwhelmed because we're in the new studio, 719 Lending. So, shout out to them. Very cool. They're very awesome. Uh, This place is killer. And we're on video. So, if you're watching on Patreon um, or on the Journeyman community, you can see us on video. And I have my beautiful, brilliant bride, Lisa Marie. Joining me today.
1: I think beautiful is a little extreme. (laughs) It has not been the summer of self care. It's been the summer of survival.
0: Summer of survival, (laughs) yes. With the move, with the travel. A lot of
1: travel, a lot of move, a lot of change.
0: It's been an insane summer. It's already August 1st, 2023.
1: (laughs) Ready ready for fall, ready for leave, ready for football. Ready for, you know, the good things. The good things. The good
0: things. Fall is here. Broncos start soon. Woohoo! Hey, Hey, um, guys, we want to go down the road today with you. We went to Mexico, and I actually did a podcast on this. You did. But it didn't translate. <laughs> <laughs> the, did you
1: do it in Spanish? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no, I did not do it in Spanish, but I uh, I did do a podcast and didn't hit record or something. It's not I don't good know what for a happened. man to be alone. No, it's not. <laughs> That's why I need you with me, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, so... We, a few weeks ago, uh, went de- to Mexico.
1: Yeah, it was crazy how that happened. Yeah. You have this, started this relationship with this young man, Javier, mm-hmm. and you've kind of been meeting with him whenever he's in Colorado Springs, and he kind of got to your heart.
0: Yeah. Young, uh, 30, 31, 32-year-old yeah. Javier from Moriela. I know I'm not saying that right. I'm Mar- butchering. Sure Moriela, sure. yeah, sure Mexico. It's a couple hours outside of uh, Mexico City. Mm-hmm. We landed in Guadalajara. And we took a what I thought was a horrible trip.
1: It didn't bother me at all <laughs> for four hours. After the wet sandwich from the <laughs> the gas station, I was like, "What? Yeah. Else could, I'm fine."
0: <laughs> yeah, we uh, we drove in a taxi for four hours from Guadalajara to Morelia. Rainstorm. A, been a thunder, lightning, rainstorm at 100 miles an hour. We got to the hotel, it was midnight.
1: And you're not a good passenger. No. You like to be in control.
0: I like to be in control. I yeah. almost asked the guy to pull over so I could drive. I know. <laughs> and uh, it was really late. We were obviously very exhausted, so we just crawled into our unair conditioned bedroom. Yeah, bed. it
1: was like the old days. It was like it was like Uganda and you know, different places that we used to go. Yeah. It was just very primitive and a good reminder uh-huh. how spoiled we are. Really good reminder.
0: But the city the next morning, oh. I got up real early and just yeah. went out. The and architecture is it's, to die for. It looks just like Spain. It is the number one um, visited city in Mexico by Mexicans. Yeah. International travel travelers don't normally go there because it's not by, by the beach.
1: We 1,000% the only white people I ever saw. Yeah. And we're very white. We glow. Yeah.
0: We do glow. With our we stand hair out. And, yeah, yep.
1: so they looked at us like, we, "What are you doing here?" But I'll tell
0: you, if you ever get an opportunity, um, go to the city. It yeah. is spectacular and amazing. And we were going. We went down there. So what? What had happened was um, just quick history. Um, Javier was a part of um, the contends that Lou Engel was doing. Yeah, and I would come in from Spain a couple times and spoke at the contends at the YWAM base here in Colorado Springs. And Javier was at those meetings, and so I met him then. Um, He was kind of blown away by the message of hope, kind of the opposite message of what the rest um, of the people there were giving. Crazy message of hope. (laughs) Crazy message of hope. Wait,
1: are you saying the gospel is good news?
0: (laughs) Yeah, what does good news mean? Oh
1: my gosh. There's a king. Are you supposed to say that? He has a
0: kingdom, and we're supposed to transform the earth even right now. So. I'm I'm trying to adjust volume. I hope volume's good on here for you guys. Um, yeah, so he called me up and said he wanted to meet. He was in the Springs. Uh, this was probably fall last year. Yeah, and I met with him, had coffee, and he said, "I, I want to invite you um, and Lisa Marie to come to Morella and speak at a Gen Z conference I'm putting on." Yeah, and so I, I instantly knew I was to say yes. But I asked you, and you said, "Of course we're going." <laughs> and um, and so we went and uh what we found when we were there now when when the conference started it was night um brandon came with us yeah brandon amazing brandon Brandon, Munoz. i I don't
1: know what we would have done without brandon
0: and uh, brandon and i went in and and everything obviously was in spanish and we went into the auditorium and i just felt the presence of god instantly yeah and songs that i know worship songs in english that i don't really like because they're just too soft yes these people were singing them in spanish with some authority on it and it was incredible yeah it's beautiful stuff um, and so I just knew something else was up. I knew that we were in for something because God always surprises us when we do things like this. Yeah. Um, it costs us lots of money to go down. We yeah. knew there wasn't going to be much of an honorarium, if any, and there wasn't. And, and we knew that and we loved that. Right. And so we're not going um, to get on the stage. Mm-mm. We're going because God says go. Mm-mm. And then we are looking for what he's doing. And while we were there, and I'll let you talk about this, um, we just found out some things that kind of blew us away.
1: Well, Brandon and I were both feeling really, really heavy, and we were trying to gauge that. He's more spiritually sensitive than I am. Um, you, when you, When you're feeling things, you usually get kind of quiet and a little more intense. He was feeling like heart racy. I was just feeling like a heaviness. And we were trying to figure out like what it was, which anytime you travel anywhere, you're gonna feel that, you know, yeah. you're gonna pick up on different things, but we would, you know, get up real early and before the city was awake, cause that's just what we do and go for a walk and try to find a cup of coffee or something. And these little children, just like any, you know, third world country or anywhere that you visit where poverty is inundated, an entire people group, they're asking you to buy their little trinkets. Right. And of course they're nothing that you would ever want or desire, or pick out at Target or something. But these sweet little Mexican babies with their little raspy voices and their huge brown eyes would come up to our table and ask us to buy their things. And um, every time one of them would approach us, we felt compassion and we also felt fear. We felt all kinds of things. And we were trying to figure out what was going on there. And um, so we kept asking questions like we always do. And we found out that it was... Um, the number one city in the world of producers of child pornography.
0: The number one city on the planet. Yeah. Guys, I want you to get that. I didn't believe it when I first heard it. So no, so we researched, researched it. Which
1: yeah. I'm always afraid to research that in my computer because yeah. I'm afraid of what's going to come up, but oh, of course. It, it's true.
0: But the number one ch- child ring on the planet comes from this little city in the middle of Mexico, yeah. and the number one consumers of these little babies US. is the USA, America. And
1: suck America today. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not something to be proud of. It's just crushing. The greatest country on the earth, and right. we have the most depraved minds. That's yes. vomiting to me.
0: And all these uh, young kids coming across the border that the Biden administration is letting in, tens of hundreds of thousands of them, yeah. um, they're saying 86% of those kids um, or some, some, something very close to that are just getting swallowed up in the American child porn yeah. They're, well they're undocumented world. so there's
1: no responsibility there's no birth certificate there's no anyone can just say this is my child or my grandson or whatever and they're crossing the border and these children are being sold into slavery right and mexico across the board is number one in the world for for human trafficking and slavery and that all comes from the same place which is poverty when people are desperate Things happen. The the drug abuse and the child neglect and the domestic violence that come out of that, we remove the fathers when we put them in prison. It's It just escalates to the point where it drips down to the children, and the children are just left incredibly vulnerable. Right. So we didn't know when children were coming up to us if they were, you know, we think of Girl Scout cookies in America when a right. cute little girl standing out in front of Walmart, and she's like, will you buy my cookies? We're like, of course we'll buy your cookies. But in a place like Mexico— When a child is coming up and you bought the little suckers from the sweet baby with the raspy voice and I wanted to take him and hold him and, you know, protect him. I didn't know, but there were times that we were walking down the street and we could see pimps.
0: Yeah. It was
1: the one walk we went on was like 830 in the morning and there was a young woman standing on the corner dressed really seductively yeah, she was a prostitute right and there in the middle then of we just looked a little <laughs> further and there was her pimp and yep. he had the most evil eyes yeah and he they're not trying
0: to hide things down no, there. there no there's, there's nothing's hidden yeah they they you know the cartel are, are there everywhere they run everything the cartel obviously own the resorts that we all go get to go party at mm-hmm. and give our money to and
1: all the all-inclusives um,
0: and uh yeah and so and we were we were literally an hour and a half outside of the main cartel city uh, which a lot of the guys were telling me, it's just they're they're friendly, they're like amazing people. They help you, they help you with your cars broke down, whatever. But they all congregate in that region, in that area, yeah. around Moriella. and so you know the conference was incredible. We we had just multi generations there, older that youth pastors, young yeah. G- Gen Z, and they were hungry. They were hungry, and they came from all around Mexico. And the difference, guys, and you know, because we get real tired. Um, sometimes of just giving ourselves to yeah. millennial Americans because they just take, and they don't They're love consumers. They're consumers, and and it's never enough, and they really don't want to get unstuck. Right, they stay stuck. This has been our experience. Yes, and many of them obviously have been healed and transformed and done things, um, but the majority, it's just been really hard for us. The and last so ten years
1: have been pretty rough. Be
0: around these hungry, hungry yeah. Gen Z Mexican kids who don't have options. Mm-mm. They don't have so many options, they don't know what to do with right. their lives. They, they don't, don't have that. money. They just want Jesus yeah. and they just wanna please him. And so it, just, it was just a different atmosphere, wasn't it? It was amazing, yeah. I
1: loved it. And the only thing that was really hard for me was um, the language barrier. Because I, you know, I had I had words for people. I had encouragement for people. I had things I wanted to say And unless I could, you know, and our interpreters were so amazing. They worked so hard and they were so gracious and so kind and so patient. But it was, you know, whenever we're in an atmosphere like that, you and I, I think what clicks in is you are a father and I am a mother. And I think that there's a real hunger on the earth for that kind of spirit. Absolutely, there's teachers everywhere. Right, we've got teachers. We've got ten thousand teachers. Everyone's got we a podcast. We have not many Everybody's fathers. got a, yeah. a some type of platform. But to actually mother and father, I think is what the earth is groaning for right now. Yes, and they were drawn to that after you spoke. Um, can I share my? Yeah, please. Part? Yeah. Um, you know, you you could write probably ten books on the knowledge that you have. And the wisdom that you have. And you have so much to say. And I'm always interested to hear what you have to say. And you kind of were, it was our last day there. They had one more day, but we were out. And it was the evening. And um, you just got up and so humbly spoke the truth and encouragement and, and hope to them and seeing them and looking at them. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen because it was a fathering spirit that fell in the little auditorium. And I could feel the anxiety leave. I could feel the fear leave. I could feel all those things leave, and I felt like the fathering spirit actually brought this really beautiful peace. And you know, my issues with conferences are a lot of the times is it's not any different than a, than a concert. Right. Like we have tickets to go see the Eagles next month, and I'm going to feel things at that concert because it's very nostalgic, and I love the music, and we know every single word. And I feel like a lot of time our conferences. Look just well, like Sunday that. morning
0: looks just like just that. like that. It, it, it's it's, it's a show.
1: Yeah, it's a show. It's and a it, show.
0: It produces the same endorphins. That yeah,
1: it's exactly the same that we do
0: with worship. We try to build everybody up, and yeah. it's all soul level. Yeah, yeah and and, most and, of it.
1: and it's set up for one person to give and all these people to receive. Which every time we put someone on a pedestal, they're going to fall off. Right. We've done it a million times. Let's keep doing it and see yeah. if it works different next time. But. <laughs> It was the sweetest spirit, and they just kind of fell on their knees, and it was so genuine and so beautiful. And then um, one of the most beautiful things I think has ever happened in our time ministering together is we couldn't really talk to these kids without an interpreter, but the spirit spoke.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: And they lined up, and they would type in their phones, can I just hug you? Mm -hmm. And these were not like... hugs (laughs) these were like fall in your arms hold each other and weep hugs with total strangers that you cannot communicate with and it was just the sweetest sweetest thing I've ever experienced because they were so hungry for a mother and a father right and they were so honoring of just like the spirit of this is what we're honoring and it wasn't us it was what what God was doing through us. And it was my favorite thing we well, ever done it, together. It
0: was us. And, you know, <laughs> the, the sign that we knew something big was going on is, is one morning we went to breakfast real early and I just started to be a jerk. And I didn't know why I was feeling what I was feeling, but I got angry because I'd gotten lost and I started taking it out on you. And I just recognized that, you know, in that morning, because of the heaviness of what was happening around us because, yeah. and we didn't know because of the enemy and what he's doing to the youth of Mexico and I want to get into that so that we don't miss that 55 um, percent of all uh, Gen Z in Mexico identify as LGBTQ plus um, the suicide rate is off the charts. We, we saw the homosexual homosexuality everywhere everywhere uh, the trans yeah. everywhere. Well, and it was Pride Month.
1: It was June. Yeah, it and was Pride so Month. So they had yep. we we went came up on one street and there was police barricade and I was like, oh great, we're going to be in the middle of a riot in Mexico. And I asked you like, do we have travelers insurance? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's our situation here if we yeah. get beat up? And um, you know the police all had their shields. It was kind of intimidating. It was 120 degrees, you know, and they're full armor. And it was a it was a teacher strike, is what it was. It had nothing to do with the pride, but the the rainbows were everywhere, and they were on the churches, and they were, and um, there were young men and other young men holding hands, and young women holding hands, and I had never seen that in Mexico before, yeah, because that culture generally does not embrace that, and I'd never seen that, but it was things were coming to a head there, like there was anger, and
0: and again, we're not anti anything. I hope you know that about Lisa and I. We're 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 Pro life. <laughs> we're lifers. We yeah. just we give life. We're we're new covenant people, um, and so we love deeply, deeply. And we have a lot of um, spiritual, truly spiritual children that are homosexuals, and we love them. And they come to all of our family events, and so it's not about being anti. It's about what is it doing to a generation, yeah, uh, and the confusion that happens the around that, and yeah. and that's what we want to address, and so. I got angry, really angry. We got in a huge fight, a fight we hadn't been like that in a year. Last time we were in Mexico, I think. Yeah, it was
1: awesome. And Makes I me wanna go to Mexico <laughs> with you immediately.
0: <laughs> and so, you know, what I recognize guys is there's just something in me still that's broken. Yeah. And those kind of situations and I hate this word, but they trigger that, those the spirit, the heaviness. Um, all the things that I was feeling, I didn't know where to put. Yeah. And so I went and got dealt with it when I got home and went through some deliverance and went through some sozo and some healing, and it was powerful. And that's going to be a whole other podcast we're going to do. But, Lisa, talk to us about um, just some of the stats that you've been researching, what you looked at Moriella. So what we, what we discovered, guys, is that all of the churches, big, beautiful, incredible. Cathedrals. 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 And mausoleums and all. All these incredible buildings. I took four
1: hundred pictures of doors. Yes, because just the the solid wood doors that are a foot thick are just yes. like you know they've been there since the fifteen hundreds right. and when this, the city was kind of established and you can see that the the history of the Spanish people and the Mexican people is self defense. Right. You know they were world they world dominated at one point and one of the things that happened during the Spanish Civil War is a lot of the children were removed from Spain and brought to Mexico for safety, but they were vulnerable. And that's when, I mean, this is just the key to all of life, which is what I always say. The difference to me between, if you really want to simplify life, the difference between a good man and a broken man is a broken man sees vulnerability and thinks, how can I take advantage of that for myself? And a good man sees vulnerability and says, I will die to protect that. Mm. And <clears throat> there's no way that an adult man could be in a position of violating a child without some severe brokenness in his own heart. Right. And what we found out was all these cathedrals that were on every corner were connected through the catacombs, like the catacombs that you would see in Paris. And great deal of witchcraft and things go on there. But right. it, it enabled them to traffic humans. But it also was the principals and the teachers. There was 18 schools. Of the
0: elementary schools.
1: These were babies.
0: Yeah. The elementary school principals and teachers were the ones that were driving it. That were
1: driving it.
0: Yeah, and it all got exposed during COVID. You know, thank God for COVID there because it exposed <laughs> this incredible ring, the largest on the planet. And they started to deal with it, but it just keeps it just keeps going. They well, the,
1: there there is no supply if there isn't a demand, and that's what we always have to look like. I mean, there there is, people don't sell heroin if there's no one to buy it. People don't sell cocaine if there's no one to buy it. There's, right. a, there has to be a demand, and sex trafficking is becoming. I think it's like number two right now, only to the drug trade. But they think it's going to take over.
0: I think it time. has taken over. We need to look at that, but yeah, it, it's these catacombs, these tunnels, all tied, and they're just trading these kids. And Americans are the so number it was one the consumers, and the nuns, yeah. and
1: the teachers, and the principals. Yes. And I just, you know, looked at you and said, "Think of all the trusts we put in when we like when I would drop when I was a single mom and I would drop my girls off at school and then go to work. I was trusting those people for eight hours for the protection of the mind, the spirit, and the soul, and the body of my child." I had relationships with those teachers. They came to my house. I went to their house. It was like we were friends, but I think of these working parents that um, don't have. That's what we have to remember: is when we send our kids to school, often it's so that we can go to work. It's a it's right. a form of daycare. And people don't have choices. I know a lot of people are looking right now, well, I'm just going to homeschool my kids between the shootings and the things that are happening and being taught in the schools. But what about the people that don't have those options? Right. They need that daycare. And they sometimes their kids only get food when they're at school. Right? They're only cared for there because of poverty, whatever the situation is. Well, that's is. true
0: in our city here in Colorado Springs. It's true. I mean, we went to one of the meetings with a lot of the, the government officials, and they like, we're your, we're your daycare, we're your mom, we're your dad. Psychologist, we're your psychologist, your counselor. We'd we we give them three meals a day. Which
1: is not fair to the teachers. It's not fair to the That's teachers. That's not fair to the teachers. At all.
0: So we're we're just kind of, like, blown away and shocked. Yeah. And, of course, because it's Lisa and I, we're having a blast. We're finding really cool restaurants and amazing food, some of the best food that I've ever the had. The
1: best food we had was at the conference yeah. when Rosa cooked. Rosa was cooking. Auntie Rosa, was, she <laughs> rocked. I mean. Yeah. She made love to those salsas, yes. you know, like she was passionate about her it salsas and incredible. it was like, you can't even describe when there's authentic Mexican cooking. Yes. It's amazing. It's
0: homemade salsas it's and homemade tortillas. Not like, it's
1: not like American oh, Mexican restaurants. Bell. No, Don't bash Taco Bell. I know,
0: I know. You love Taco about. Okay, Taco so Bell. give us some stats, Lisa. Give us some, some I of did. what's happening. I
1: gave you so many. So Mexico is the number one um, for, for slavery. Um, In the world, they believe there's approximately 341,000 victims of modern slavery in Mexico today. Wow. And they believe 150, if not more, 150,000 are minor children. And the thing that we found out about these these rings that were being run through the schools was it was mostly preschoolers that were victims of this. And the thing is, is the children did speak out. But nobody believed them.
0: Right. Nobody was listening. Nobody believed. Everybody's on their phones. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And, and, and I, I know I talked about this with John on a couple other podcasts. But, you know, the timing of the movie coming out with Tim Ballard and is it Jim Kaziv
1: Kazeve? Yeah. Uh, the Freedom it. Movie. Yeah.
0: And, you know, Tim Ballard, the, the CIA agent that was on the border for 10 years. I mean, years. it's being exposed. It's being exposed it's being big exposed. time and what they're doing with their their ministry their nonprofit is incredible it's amazing um, tony robbins and and uh, some yeah, other he's famous got guys got some
1: big guys behind him yeah. which is
0: awesome yeah they're they're funding glenn beck they're funding him like crazy but he you know he talked about watching these videos thousands and thousands of videos of these babies being so young and so little these american men would break their backs while they're having sex with them. They literally break their they're bones. They're having
1: sex with them. They're raping them. Well,
0: they're raping them. Yeah, thank you. And, and Mexico being number one now, that means we need to do something about it.
1: Well, it means that we have a group of vulnerable people. We have a group of vulnerable people that are hurting. And I know that we always look to the men and we always accuse the men. But think of generationally what happens when a, when a young boy is violated in that way. And then he grows up and he becomes a father. He doesn't necessarily know how to do that. Right. And it always goes back to me that God wants his family back. And God is trying to get his family back. And that's, that's why we bring the kingdom of God to earth. We're not waiting to be shipped out of here. We have, you know, everyone's hiding out right now, just waiting for Jesus to come back. I'm like, Jesus is here right now.
0: He's already back. He's
1: here right now. <laughs> I talk to him all the time. Right. I know this. Right. And if you listen to the whisper, he will tell you. And so our question was like, what is ours to do in this? Yeah. So immediately you got on the phone and you called your boys yep. and you're like, we got to get teams down here. Yep. We got to like, there's, there's stuff happening in this. City. Establishing
0: uh, a training center down yeah. there, mobilizing teams to go in. Got the you know our old adventure people with Seth Barnes and Mondo, a leadership guy out of uh, Pasadena, yeah. California. He's uh, setting up a training center. Um, I I'm invited to go back to Mexicali uh, in October don't want to ever do any trips without you so you shouldn't do that so fun and then back in guadalajara uh, next summer for another uh, a conference where we'll be mobilizing and doing some things i love it i was sharing this story with my barber who's just incredible marcus
1: your hair looks amazing Uh, i love marcus i haven't met him yet but
0: yeah he does good with my new beard good you can uh, never break up with marcus anyway i was just sharing with him all of what you're hearing and he stopped and he just got tears in his eyes, and he's a brand new Christian. Like yeah. he asked me, "So fun, so many questions." I know questions. you look so forward to it. And uh, he's coming. He's like, I, I, "Me and my brothers, we're paying for it. I'll pay for you." He said, "I'm coming with you. I have to go do this." And so I know this is in the heart of men in yes. America to, to yes. combat the perversity that's Everyone's in the heart for a of men war to in fight. America. We got a war to fight. This is a war to fight. If you're
1: looking for something like a hill to die on, we've got one for you. There because there these babies matter. They are our future. They're everything. And they are not, um, they're not to be possessed. They are not to be used. They are not to be abused. They are to be cherished and treated as children. And they're all, every child, every human being on the earth right now is made in the image of God. Right. And so we can put people in categories all day long and try to figure out they're bad. They don't deserve this. They don't, they're, they, well, they're poor because they don't, people don't even have opportunities. Like all of our five surviving children work all the time and are working on their educations and working to get promoted and work. They're hard workers and they're not wealthy. You know, they're still like even in this country, opportunities have shifted a little bit. And if we stay on the track we're on. We're gonna, our country is going to look just like these other countries. No if we question. keep abusing our children, if we keep ignoring what's right in front of us and what is precious and going after the things that are not everlasting, we're going to lose our country too.
0: If you want to know how much, and I know I've done this, but shout out to uh, The Return of the Gods. Uh, Khan wrote it, and you need to read it. It's happening right in front of us, um, literally real time. And he shows it through scripture, um, through history, what, what's happening in America right yeah. now. And the the dark trinity that's um, been welcomed back in, and what it can do, and so to end the conference, you know, I just stood up there and just looked at these kids in the eyes. You know, they're being yelled out all the time. They're being told they need to pray more and fast more, and
1: pray more, fast all these things they got to do. And
0: I just wanted to take all that off of them. You did, and yeah, and so I just fathered them. I didn't even really say many words. I just looked at them, and they just started shaking. And falling to their knees and and just under the presence of God, not because of me, because that's what God wants to do. He wants to father a generation, right? And uh, it was one of the most powerful times for me ministering ever. Um, and it, it just it, what it did, I brought the, the leader up, Javier, of this conference. And he
1: was instantly, <laughs> I was watching his body language, and he was like, he respects you so much. And he was like waiting for you to give him a command. Yes. And you just put your arm around him, and you were like... This th- look at just look at this room. Yeah, just look him in the eye. Look at look at what you look brought at what together. God's Here. doing. Look at what God is doing. Dad
0: walked in the room. in yep. the and room changed. Shifted. Yep. And so uh, he did. He finally said because he was ready to pray. He I know do he was ready you know to know fast to and pray and, and yell so and show. He he, uh, he just watched and wept and we just stood there and so it was just really cool. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about what you've been researching?
1: Well, I want to know what we're gonna do. I mean, that's, I mean, that is the question is what is ours to do? And I think the thing that's happening in this country right now is there's so much division. And I think one thing we can all agree on is our children are precious. Yeah. They're more precious than our money or our houses or our cars or our careers. They are precious and they are the future and they are made in the image of God and we cannot see them any other way. And they're vulnerable and they need protection. And it's our job.
0: It's our job. The last story I shared was when I was in Thailand at 24, 25 years old, and I experienced the sex trafficking for the first time. Uh, Eight year old girls servicing 25 men a day. Until they're just used Americans. up and they, they yeah, die and then they, throw they them just out. die. Uh, I asked God, what, why are you letting this happen? I was mad at God. And I was right. sharing this with the kids at the conference, with the people. And, uh, and God, the next day, <clears throat> he said, there's a little girl in America that has the keys to the to the prostitution and the sex trafficking in Thailand. I want you to go find her. So I've been doing that for since I've been there. And, always
1: ask, are you and here? then
0: the second thing is I he said, Stop asking me what I'm gonna do about it. And I'm asking you, Gary, what are you going to do about it? And so that's real. And that's our mandate. And guys, we need to raise some money. We're we uh, we have our foundation that we raise our support in. We raise money through uh, mandate four five six, our nonprofit Malachi four five and six, God turning the hearts of the children to the uh, hearts of the Fathers to the Children, the Children back to the Fathers. Um, but we're trying to raise $100,000 this year before the end of the year. And so you can go to com and you can give there. You can see what, what we're doing. You can see why we're doing it. Um, we're going to be updating that website. It needs updating desperately. Desperately. Yeah, I've got somebody that wants to do it. Yay. Um, and so we, just give. We We need your money. If it's monthly, that's huge for us because that's how we live. Um, One-time gifts are incredible. If you go to mandate456.org, you can give there. It goes in directly to the nonprofit. um, And we just want to keep doing this. And we want to go say, God, what is ours to do? Well, we want to be able to to say yes. Yes. We just want to be able to keep saying yes. Without
1: saying, like, will you buy our airline tickets? And will you do this? And will you do, like, just like, yeah, you need us. We're going to be there. And I personally love the small gatherings of hungry people a million times over 10,000 Yelling, shouting people. I don't do well in those situations. I want to run out of there. I don't know what it is about it, but I want to run. But in this, I didn't want to leave. And at the end, what I realized is I I learned a long time ago with all our travels that a smile is international. Yes. Like you can smile in any country and another person will smile at you and you, you instantly have a connection of like I'm safe or I'm peaceful or whatever it is. But at the end of this conference, I realized tears are also international and so is pain Mm. and I couldn't ask these young women that wanted to hug me or just get a picture with me or or whatever why they were there what their story was and I was dying to hear their stories that was what was so hard is I just wanted to hear their stories they didn't need to hear mine and just the tears and the smiles and the hugs like It bonded us. Well, that,
0: and (laughs) it was the most powerful, most anointed, most authoritative I've ever seen you. You freaking rocked it. And they went and did a survey after the conference, and Lisa came back by far as the favorite and number one speaker. Okay, and and here's all I want to say on that is
1: (laughs) I don't care. It doesn't have to be me, but I am urging all of you men that put these things together, you are always going to have 90% female attendees yeah so to have only 60 50 70 year old men speaking y- there's a gap there you need both genders yes. in order to show that, that the full the fullness of who God is absolutely and so I'm begging you to bring the women in yes kill your ego a little bit and bring well the, and
0: understand th- scripture if, if you're hung up on <laughs> that women are supposed to be in leadership or pastors that's such false crazy crappy bullshit theology. like please
1: just go study instead of quoting people and putting things on <laughs> like, Facebook.
0: Oh my gosh, just go, go listen. Study. Go listen to our podcast on First Peter three and it'll educate you that women are supposed to be in leadership. And like no, Lisa just said, go study what Jesus the majority did. of who show up are women because women show up. Boys yeah. are stuck in their basements playing video games Shh. and women are showing up. And so we need more mothers to be at these things, speaking into the hearts of these young people, absolutely, thanks, baby. This is fun. We're back, all right, guys. Thanks, Gary and Lisa Black.com. You can go to slash Gary and Lisa if you want to watch this on video. Uh, make sure, men, you're joining the journeyman community on Facebook. We've gone from the app, and we have a place uh, on Facebook. You can find it on mine, Gary D Black. Love you guys. Thanks, baby. This is fun to do with you. Oh, you need me. I know. <laughs>